Ladies and gentlemen of the Nightmares Podcast, um, I've run into a bit of a conundrum as of recently and uh, kind of a moral question that never thought I'd ever actually ask myself this question, but, uh... Hold on! Hold on! Since when does fucking Zach have morals? <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> Today I want to ask the question, how much gore is too much gore? Counter question. What made you come up with this question? So Because it ain't morality, because I don't as well, far as I know. Clearly it's not morality. Um so the last episode of Let's Play a Game I did way back when before I went on my hiatus to, you know, take care of other shit was um this game called Vestigial Princess. It's a indie game and it gameplay wise it's very bleh. But what it does have is some of the best-looking kills I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Like, these things were just beautiful. The most realistic-looking graphic kills in a video game I've ever seen, and I fucking loved it. And I made a joke when I was doing that episode. I was like, Netherrealm, you need to look at this game, because this is how you do fucking fatalities. And then ever since then, I started thinking to myself, I'm like... You know, Mortal Kombat's fatalities have been kind of shit lately. Like, 11 had a few good ones. 10, I, I don't know, I just felt for the most part they were just lazy. And then, I, I don't know, I started thinking about a lot of, like, gory and graphic stuff. And I'm like, you know, a lot of this over-the-top crap just sucks compared to the more realistic shit. So, I, I don't know, I wanted to open the question up. How much gore is just too much gore? When does it start to just not affect you or just... I don't know, just lose its value. Because, like, now that I've seen what a realistic kill looks like, and, it, like, it, it just, it's so beautiful, artistic, and excite. it's just magnificent, amazing. It just, so, oh! I'll kind of start with a point that I've made in previous podcasts and conversations. And this probably isn't leaning into the exact direction that you're hoping for the conversation but because like i mean we're all filmmakers we all yeah. know how stuff is made so it's like no matter how far a kill or a gore scene goes we we know how it's made like it's never gonna it is never going to affect us the same way that it could affect somebody who has nothing to do with the film industry whatsoever. Sure. So that's an asterisk that I feel like we kind of need to go in here. I, I, I will kind of agree with you. When it comes to kills, like, I don't look at how they did it at first. I look at the kill itself. Yeah. Because that, that, that's one of the things that I'm always going in for. I'm but just there's like, still, like, the tone of the piece, mm -hmm. um, the context around it. There, there's a lot. But in terms of just um, going too far... Like if I'm going this with the pretext of going too far, um, for me, going too far for gore in a movie isn't so much about um, the kill or the gore itself, but rather the context around it. Like obviously, if you're watching Sesame Street and then all of a sudden Big Bird stabs Elmo, <laughs> even if there's no blood, you're watching Sesame Street. That's going to be too far for Sesame Street. <laughs> so that's kind of what too far for me is when you destroy I'm gonna your intention. Go on and say because you just made me think of. Um, I think going too far is a personal thing because Zach, even when you're talking about how like Mortal Kombat 11 wasn't brutal enough or got cheesy whatever it's like i from my point of view not being as big of a horror aficionado as you guys 
some of those I think are like gratuitous and to, to go back to really quick to why I'm even piping in in the first place is I, I thought of, um, you know, when 3D things was a thing. One of my biggest pet peeves is when you have characters be like, look over there. It's like, <laughs> I personally hate that shit. I think that's stupid. But I, it's a gimmick. And when I think of like gratuitous gore and everything, I think of Hostel, which I do not consider a horror film series. I think it's, it's just, hey, look what we can do. Gross out. It's gross out film. Yeah. It's, it's, it's basically Saw without the psychological part. So it yeah. kind of that, sounds that, like that, you're saying like saw. when you make everything gross, nothing's gross. Yeah. Kind and then also, but you guys have seen a lot more than I have, yeah. so you're more desensitized. Yeah. And in some ways, that's, I mean, I think if you want to get inspiration for more creative kills, whatever, just watch Unsolved Mysteries and actual murders and just the descriptions. Oh, yeah. And it's disturbing as fuck, and I think you, it, you have to be careful about how used people get to it. And that's kind of the problem I like to think with some of the culture today, especially America, is where it's like, oh, bloody head, whatever. So when it happens in real life, for most people, be like, nah, whatever. I guess I'm lucky enough to be like, I know when I'm seeing something is fake in a film, but if I see like forensic files of a bloody body, that disturbs me much more than on yeah. film because I know the context and it's real. Yeah. So I guess in a way, it's when you're watching the film, if you're smart enough to separate f film from reality, like hopefully many people are, but some aren't. Yes. Then I, I, I guess. My opinion is that it comes down to personal preference and what you're used to. Um, so someone like any of you guys, Zach, whatever, you've seen so much shit and just mind-blowing stuff. When you see a hole in the head, you'd be like, yeah, whatever. But some people will be like, oh my god, they look away. It all depends on what you're used to, I think. Yeah. Yeah, one example of that that uh, I, I want to bring up, um, when I was showing my uh, senior film to like a few people um, like in my class and whatnot, I remember I had this one scene where uh, the lead character in my film, she's taking a blade and cutting her arm. And I had like, you know, a good amount of blood come out and it freaked this one girl the fuck out. And I'm just sitting here like, really? You've never seen somebody, you know, cut their arm and just blood kind of gush out before? And that was just very, just like weird to me. I'm just like, that's such baby frolic to me. And she's just like, oh my God. And that, freaking the hell out! I'm it, like, it's, wow. It, it goes back to to what they were talking about. It's very, very personal. Yeah. But I, I gotta I gotta really agree with Brandon on this. It's context and it's also um, quality of art. Um, the um, uh, and quality of uh, a purpose. What's going on in the context of the story? Did you? Did, and this kind of goes back to what I said about what is scary. Did you earn it? Did you earn what you're talking about? The um, and is it important to the context of the story, or are you just doing it for fucking just the sake of doing it? Think about Jaws, the uh, and everything else. Alice Kittner getting killed, a kid getting eaten by a shark. It's pretty fucking horrifying. The um, and a mom trying to find her kid and going, yeah, he got eaten and everything else, and running up and down the beach trying to fucking find him. You know, it's pretty horrifying when it comes to, but it shows it's literally what changes the entire 
um, you know, entire movie and then leads into the third act. I mean, like, without... And that's, of course, after the context built around of, you need to close the beaches. We're not going to close the beaches. Correct, correct. It was a boat propeller. The, um, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, and, and the mayor, you know, you know, saying, you know, my kids were on that beach, too. And, you know, and, and, and then it leads into the, the actual shark hunt. And, and it wasn't, and if it wasn't for that horrific event to snap everybody the fuck out of it, knowing there's a problem and we had to deal with it, the, um, you know, that led into, you know, the most important part of the movie, which is actually hunting down the damn shark. The, um, so it needs to be earned. And, and I think that audiences, you know, just like what you said, is if everything's gross, nothing's gross. And I think audiences are smarter than people give them credit for. And if you just fucking just beat them over the head with whatever... It doesn't matter what it is. You know, in this context, we're talking about grosses. But if you beat the audience over the head with anything, they, um, they're just going to tune out. And, you know, and it's about quality of what you're saying and not being lazy and not relying. Uh, that know. also reminds me of something that Shane Black said about screenwriting a few years ago. And he was basically saying how back in, like, the days when he wrote Lethal Weapon, script writing was basically you have setup, payoff. Set up, pay off, set up, pay off. And it seems like now all people want from their screenplays is pay off, pay off, pay off, pay off. So it's like to relate that to kind of to horror, it's like, do you have a movie that's just like, all right, we just want to show kills, and so we're just going to show kills? Because um, like going back to like Colin bringing up um, Hostel, I, if we put up against Hostel and Saw, those two series together, I'm going to bet that all four of us are going to vote Saw as the better franchise. Absolutely. Like, is there anybody that's here that's going to... But why is that? Because Saw has the setups and then the payoffs. Whereas Hosto is more like, all right, here's the kill, here's the kill, here's the kill. Saw has the mystery around it. Some movies handle that better, of course, but there's more to it than just the payoff. And also, I think it's personal preference to basically like we're saying um even when you're you mentioned like glam rock and things like that some you're when you when you mention that like oh is it just a gimmick that depends on how you define the like the band let, let, let's say kiss you you can't hear their makeup but some they're, they're, I think one of the reasons they were popular was because of their look that you see when you see them live. And so just because you're a musician or a band, whatever, doesn't mean you're only defined by your music. That's when it kind of comes into performance art. Yeah. And that's why sometimes, like, for example, if you listen to a musical, it's not as, always as powerful as being there. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So We've I had think that it's conversation many times. Yeah, so it's uh, I think it comes to personal preference and intention. Yeah, yeah, I I, I get that. The you know what, and, and and that's the funny thing is that that question is a very nuanced question. The um uh, you know and, and again though some people might go well you know saws just torture porn, and, you know and you go well have you actually seen it. The, um, have you actually sat there and watched it and know and, and, and know you know what's going on in the context of the story? You know because because Hostel and you know and Saw a lot of people would compare it to it. Yep. You know, and or, having watched the first Saw just the other night, 
it is nowhere near as kill and gore heavy right. as no. the reputation of its sequel. It's very suspenseful. Yeah, the, um, and I would also I would also say this you know the difference between uh, Paranormal Activity Part Four and Cloverfield. To me, that's the, the, those are any the, most people will go. Oh, that's just shaky cam five thousand you know fan, um, uh, found footage movies, and I'm like they're entirely different. Um, you know, quality of films. Right. So it really is just comes down to personal preference. Because I sure as shit wouldn't put uh, Kiss and White Snake in the same breath. They, oh uh, my, because Kiss is Kiss. They, um, uh, there's a fucking town named after them. Oh uh, my, the, oh uh, my, it's in Pennsylvania. Oh uh, my, the, uh, <laughs> so. So next to Hershey's? Yeah. <laughs> yes, and then just 20 miles past Intercourse. Oh, uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> And Brandon gives up on his life once again. The uh, my, no, it's just but facts. I, the uh, yeah, no, but these are <laughs> these are in fact facts. <laughs> the uh, but I, I I think I think everyone's come up with a consensus. It really comes down to context, personal preference, and are you using it as as a gimmick? Yeah. The um uh, you know, and I think that's the answer to your question. The um, Zach the um uh, I don't know if that's the answer you wanted, but that's the answer you got. I don't know. I just like realistic gore, I've found. I mean, I've always liked more realism with my gore, but I don't hate over-the-top gore, because like, I, I love that uh, Nightmare on Elm Street kill with Johnny Depp. Uh, my favorite kill of the year when this movie came out was uh, the one in Machete, where he grabs oh, the guy's yeah. intestines, jumps out the fucking window, and uses it as a bungee cord <laughs> to get two floors down. I was like... I don't know who came up with that, but that is fucking genius. Very it was realistic. so just hilarious and awesome. I'm like, oh my god, I love it. Oh, that's that's that is that's super. But it dope. also looked good. I'm like, even though it was cheesy and you know it's bullshit, I'm like, hey, it looked great. There Shit. I I think I think I'm gonna end it on this. Like, um, for me, the um, I think when you when you become a creator and you become a, a filmmaker specifically, um, uh, you know, you you do lose something with your disposition. You know, um, your Position of disbelief or disposition, whatever the phrase. Suspension is. of disbelief. Thank you. Um, uh, Words, Mark. Well, yes, I know. The uh, public school. What are you gonna do? Yeah, right. The um, uh, I apologize to all the public school teachers out there. You are the real heroes. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, the uh, the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like no, like, no. The uh, but that being said, um, uh, I think you give you give you gain a lot, but you do give up that 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 you know when you know how the shit's made, it's, it does. Whether you realize it or not, it pulls you out of it. The um, you can't see it the way that somebody you know, like that I work with that didn't want to watch a horror short because ET gave her anxiety. The um, that is a true fucking story. The um, uh, I don't know how, but the uh, but I I guess that's there are people that exist like that there, out there. There, there are people and, who are truly scared shitless of everything. It's it, it, and they you know what, but there's something to be said though about being able to go into a theater and be truly immersed in it, and then. I suppose you look at it differently when you're a filmmaker. You're like, you know, you can scream headroom at the screen. <laughs> but, you know, I think that, that, yeah, I think the biggest context, especially for us, um, is it's harder to get into it when you know how the shit is made. Mm. Um, uh, you know, and there is something that you, you lose from there. But, you know, I do agree, though, with everybody that's been said when it comes to context. Did they earn it? You know, are you just using it as a gimmick? And personal taste the um it really comes down to that so Zach final thoughts eh squirrels Brandon and Colin um you wanna go first I was just gonna say I guess to to help calibrate my level of everything too um I can't do haunted houses 
Really? I seriously really? cannot do I, I I don't like people near me, and I, I just, I can't do it. I know it's fake. I would much rather be able to watch a horror movie than going to a haunted house. I can't do them. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Yeah, well, we'll talk, we'll talk after this. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's always fun finding somebody who can't do something in the horror field, like zombie. Like, I know three people who, if the zombie apocalypse were to ever happen, they'd immediately kill themselves. Like, they're that afraid of zombies. It's like, wow, really? Yeah, they... Anyway. That's Matt, amazing. Brendan, go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really have any final thoughts in this one. I feel like I kind of touched on everything I wanted to touch on for this. Um, yeah, if you want to make something gory, go for it. Just make sure... The non-gore scenes are good, too. <laughs> Fair enough. Give me a good story above all else. I say make the damn thing look good. And yeah. real. Preferably real. Yeah. Like cool? bungee cord intestines. Very realistic. <laughs> I fucking love it. That's fantastic. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Nightmares Podcast. Um, if you would like to follow us on our social media platforms, we would be very appreciative. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Slatcher at Midwest Horror Network. Thank you very much. And I think Brandon would like to say something. Would you like to say something, Brandon? Brandon? Yes. Um, are there any gore scenes or movie or gory movies that went too far for you? If so, let us know in the comments. Oh, I, I love I love Mark, a good take comments. Us out. I love a good comments challenge. And, if, and also too, if you are watching this on YouTube, if you could be so awesome to stab that like button, smash that subscribe, and click that little dingy bell to be notified every time we drop amazing content right here on MHN. Thank you so much. And we will see you next time on the Nightmares Podcast. <laughs>